My name is Roseanne BC, and I'm a certified health coach uh, with the company called Optivia. I'm a coach because I love helping people transform their health and their lives. There's a couple different plans. Um, it's safe for a lot of different people and a lot of different ages um, and places in their lives. I have so many clients that have had such great success and there's a portion of the program that is you get your health coach, you get the products, but you also get a community of people who are there. So we do Zooms every Monday night um, nationwide and if people want to get more involved with other people on the same journey as them, then they can join in and have that kind of support. The website you can reach me at is sacredrosehealthandwellness.com and um, you can email me from there or you can book um, a virtual coaching session there where we can get your health assessment started and get you moving in the right direction. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner men. Punching in with a punch's chance, we find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bring in crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry, it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats. Relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Welcome to the Throwing Jabs Podcast, part of CMG Central. I am Jim McGuire, along with Jared Jones. Got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. A big co-main event tonight at UFC 281. Of course, Jared will give us the puncher's chance and we'll end things up with a flurry. But let's start off by talking about Dimitri Bivol. A guy who, for some reason, Jared, time and time again, seems to be getting disrespected. This guy is a phenomenal boxer, and he worked over Gilberto Ramirez, something fierce. People were very concerned about this fight. Is, is How good is Bivol? Uh, you know, but Terbiev is, is way better. This guy just goes out there week after week, fight after fight, and he just takes care of business. Oh, he really does. Uh, offense, defense, and special teams. Bibble is the <laughs> real deal. Uh, Ramirez had just never been uh, dominated like that. And to be honest, as much as I'm a fan of, um, of uh, Baturbiev here, you know that's my guy. That's who he's starting to remind me of. He doesn't have that knockout power. I think I think uh, Baturbiev finishes Ramirez, but but at the same time, it's it's he's so technically sound and so gifted, and I think these guys are drawing a blueprint for how to go about your boxing career. If you if you want to be a world champion, you get a dis, in a uh, distinguished amateur career, couple of hundreds of fights. Don't go pro until you a little bit later. And uh, those guys are all dominating. That's the blueprint for Loma, Usyk, Terbia, Bivol. 
Um, and they're getting the job done over and over again. Uh, kudos to Bivol. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this uh, Baturbia fight on the. Oh, on the for sure. Because we're ready. We're you ready. Know, listen, and I and I think it would be easy to just assume Baturbiev is going to win a, a Bivol Baturbiev fight. I think that's where the odds makers will go. I think that's how you definitely feel. I like Baturbiev. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like this Bivol man. You know, one of the interesting things during this fight was they, you know, uh, Gilberto Ramirez uh, is a Mexican fighter, and he he fights in that typical Mexican fighter style. And it was Bivol though, who took a turn as 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 the uh, as the Mexican style fighter and absolutely uh, dominated. So again, I, I don't know when this fight's coming. It's the fight we want, and it's the fight that we need for sure. But I'm not going to sleep on Bibble, and I think anybody who is, I think you're making a terrible mistake. You haven't been paying attention if you don't think Bibble can win that fight. My issue is let's just pretend that Canelo and Baturbiev are equal when it comes to boxing technique. Um, I think we'd all agree Baturbiev's a little bit stronger. He's just a bib bigger human being. Um, what happens if all of the punches are the same and everything is exactly the same as the Canelo fight when he fights Bivol? His arm isn't coming up over his waist by the fifth round. He's not going to be able to pick his arm up based on the power of Baturbiev holds. He can't come into that fight with the same game plan he did here or the same game plan he did in his last fight. The positive, the flip side on that is, this is a completely different strategy he used against Ramirez than he did against Canelo. Completely different strategy. And that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to renew himself again and find a strategy to beat Baturbiev. Is it outside of his wheelhouse? No. And you know I'm one of the biggest Baturbiev fans out there, but Bivol has it in his wheelhouse to beat this guy. That said, take Baturbiev by knockout. Yo, you know, I was just going to say, interestingly enough, you know, as these fights were on, Baturbiev 18-0, 18 knockouts. Jared, he knocked out Marcus Brown in the ninth. He knocked out uh, Adam Gaines in the 10th. He knocked out... Uh, Brown's a silver medalist. Yeah, I mean, some of these, you know, Enrico Coiling, a 12th round knockout. So, uh, Baturbiev is is one of those guys where, you know, if he doesn't finish you early, he'll just finish you late. And and he and he seems to be doing that with, with great ease. It'll be a very interesting fight for sure. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. And, and some excitement for boxing. Let's see if they don't screw this up and not get these guys together in 2023. I'm sure when they're 45 and 47, we're going to see them fight. <laughs> All right. We move from the ring to the octagon where Amanda Limos finished Marina Rodriguez in the third round. I like Limos. I, I feel like she's such a banger the way she fights. And I know everybody was super hyping up Marina Rodriguez, and, and she was probably next up for a title shot. But not a great night. Not a great night for Rodriguez. Uh, but Lemos, I, I, I think she just, each and every fight, 
she just proves herself to me to be to be one of the best women fighters in the world. Oh, definitely one of the strongest. And um, if Rodriguez can't outpoint her and make her way out of the fight, there aren't a lot, a lot of girls out there that are going to do it. This girl uh, destroys Carla stylistically, I think. Um, and I really like her, too. This was the fight. Um, I'm a Rodriguez fan. Really like her. Just don't like her against these big, powerful, and... Uh, Good fight. Look out for Limo. She's strong. Obviously, a, a bit of a setback for Rodriguez, who had won pretty impressively of late. The one person she hadn't beaten was Carla Esparza, which, again, she had her on a collision course for a rematch for a championship. Again, assuming uh, well, we'll talk about Esparza and Wei Li uh, coming up in just a couple minutes, but you know, man, e each of these fights are are so hugely impactful to, you know, got to win them. Got to win these fights. And and it was it's a big setback for Rodriguez. Her way back is tough. Her way back here is it's a hard road in that weight class. Yeah, well, we 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 definitely got a whole bunch of really cool fights coming up. <laughs> tonight we're gonna get to those we'll take a quick break and we'll give you the tail of the tape and we're gonna break down the main event and then we'll talk co-main event coming up next there's no bigger investment than home ownership and to make sure the house is up to your standards you need a professional to look it over brian flanagan from shamrock home inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the connecticut association of home inspectors brian was a contractor for over 15 years so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go up and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. Saturday Night Live from Madison Square Garden in New York City, Israel Adesanya will defend his UFC middleweight title against Alex Pereira in the main event of UFC 281. Let's break it down. Alex Pereira is 35 years old. He's 6'4 with a 79-inch reach and a record of 6-1 with five knockouts. From Sao Paulo, Brazil, Pereira grew up in a poor working-class neighborhood dropping out of school at the age of 12 and becoming an alcoholic, eventually taking up kickboxing in 2009 to help him get over his addiction. In 2012, he won the WGP middleweight title and two years later won the Glory middleweight tournament with a first-round knockout of Dustin Jacoby and a decision over Shahak Parparian. During his impressive kickboxing run, he went on to defeat future UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesanya twice, once by unanimous decision, and once by a thunderous counter-left hook knockout before becoming the first person to hold two belts simultaneously when he defeated Artem Valatov by split decision to win the light heavyweight title. After amassing a kickboxing record of 33-7 with 21 knockouts, he made the transition over to MMA, making his debut in October of 2015 with a third-round rear-naked choke submission loss to Kemuel Otoni. 
He bounced back three months later with a vicious first-round knockout of Marcelo Cruz and followed that up with devastating knockouts over Marcus De Silva and Thomas Powell before making his UFC debut in November of 2021 with a flying knee knockout of Andreas Michalaitis. Four months later, he defeated Bruno Silva by unanimous decision, and on July 2nd, 2022, he became the number four contender with a brutal knockout of the highly regarded Sean Strickland, dropping him with a savage counter-left hook, followed by a right cross to earn his second straight performance of the night. An elite-level counter-striker, Pereira uses his world-class kickboxing skills to set the pace and control the distance, where he lands at a blistering 6.2 strikes per minute at a 60% accuracy rate and possesses one-punch knockout power in both hands. Israel Adesanya is 33 years old. He's 6'4 with an 80-inch reach and a record of 23-1 with 15 knockouts. Born in Lagos, Nigeria, he moved to New Zealand at the age of 10 and at 18 took up kickboxing, where he amassed a record of 32-0 before starting to train at the famed City Kickboxing Gym alongside Dan Hooker and Alexander Volkanovsky. He began training in both kickboxing and boxing, compiling records of 5-1 and 75-5, and and respectively. He turned professional in MMA in 2012 with a first-round knockout and won his first 11 fights all by stoppage before retiring from kickboxing after being brutally knocked out by Alex Pereira. He made his UFC debut in 2017, knocking out Rob Wilkinson with a flurry of punches and knees, and three months later engaged in a close brawl with Marvin Vittori, edging him out for a split decision. Later that year, he knocked out perennial contender Derek Brunson with a left hook and followed that up with a dominant win over legendary former champion Anderson Silva. On October 13, 2019, he fought Kevin Gastelum, winning the interim middleweight belt after a brutal back-and-forth slugfest and seven months later unified the title when he knocked out Robert Whitaker with a brutal left hook in round two. After a convincing decision over Yoel Romero, he blew out number one contender Paulo Costa controlling the distance with his jab and leg kicks and stopping him with a vicious ground and pound. On March 6, 2021, he stepped up to light heavyweight, but despite entering as a heavy favorite, he was completely dominated by champion Jan Blahovic, getting outstruck in the first three rounds and then out-wrestled in the fourth and fifth rounds to lose by unanimous decision. He bounced back three months later with a dominant decision over a longtime rival Marvin Vittori and followed that up in February of 2022 with a close decision in a rematch with former champion Robert Whitaker. On July 2, 2022, he took on Jared Cannonier, putting on another masterclass and dominating the killer gorilla with a stiff jab and a steady stream of body kicks. An exceptionally agile counter-striker, Adesanya has an excellent striking game, setting up his opponents with feints and jabs and overwhelming them with a versatile array of strikes from all angles. Will the devastating power and pace of Pereira be enough to take out the current number two pound-for-pound champion? Over the slick counter-punching and versatility, the last style bender proved to be too much for his inexperienced rival as both men try to put an emphatic and definitive end to their long-running rivalry. Tune in Saturday night to UFC 281, Pereira vs. Adesanya, and let's find out. Yeah, I don't know how you're feeling about this one. Look, Pereira, to me, this guy hits hard. And I think if there's one thing that Israel Adesanya specializes at, it's not getting hit. It's making fights really boring. It's sitting back and just trying to 
throw those counter punches like he does. I have the sense, as much as this, there's sort of a personal vendetta in this one, Jared, I don't think Izzy cares. Like, deep down, I'm sure he does, but I think what we're going to see tonight is we're going to see the same thing we saw in the last fight with Robert Whitaker. We're going to find it. We're going to see very safe and very cautious Israel Adesanya, especially, you know, look, uh, Pereira uh, knocked uh, uh, Sean Strickland out cold there. That's something that we didn't expect to see. Again, I think it speaks volumes about the power this guy has, especially in that left. Uh, obviously, he's got uh, amazing kickboxing. I would love this to be an all-action banger. I just, Pereira will try to make it one. I don't think Izzy's going to give him the time of day. I, t- I totally agree. Um, Adesanya by safe decision, most likely. Alex Pereira, excellent puncher, but you've got to load up when you when you hit like that. The way to be in Adesanya style, um, a guy that's uh, so technically sound, he's just going to be better than you. I used to spar with a um, Ray Oliveira. You must know Ray Oliveira. He did a bunch yeah. of Friday night fights. He's on the uh, list for most appearances on Friday night fights, um, 70 and 10 or something like that. And he had this way of, like, coming in and you knew you were going to get 100 punches from him that round. You knew every round that the minimum number of punches you were going to face is 100. So that pop, 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 and he's just touching. It's not like these overwhelmingly hard, boom, boom, Alex Pereira-type punches. And that's how you beat Izzy. Touch, 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 touch. Overwhelm him, box him in. I don't think uh, I don't think Pereira can can land. What he used kickboxing is different than UFC. If Izzy gets this to the ground, he should dominate. Um, I like Adesanya by decision. I'm not writing Pereira off, but I do think this fight was a little bit contrived. Uh, Strickland have won a wrestling match. Pereira beat Izzy back in the day. We ran out of guys for him to fight. Oh, what about that guy that knocked him out back in the day? Hey, Floyd Mayweather's 50-0. What's Augie Sanchez doing? That's what we have here. Yeah, listen, clearly Pereira uh, doesn't have much of a record in in mixed martial arts period. He's 6-1. Uh, sort of fast-tracked, and I think you're right. I think at the end of the day, look, Izzy is beaten every and all challenger, ex- except for that silly move to light heavyweight. Um, but in this division, he reigns supreme, and, and and you know, again, to bring in somebody like Pereira, uh, and, and to, listen, his rank is a little overinflated. Mm-hmm. You, you don't just show up and you're the number four contender. You know, a, a win over Sean Strickland is impressive, but I, I'm I'm contrived. almost concerned yep. that yeah yeah that that Pereira maybe a couple more fights and and then a, a shot at Adesanya just so well, you lose can... this. They can't do that. They can't do that because you lose this. Oh, he knocked him cold back in the day. Yeah, Mystique. You know, it, it, and I thought of another guy, John Ruiz. You remember the heavyweight, John Ruiz? Yep. He wasn't looking to hit you hard. He was looking to hit you a lot. And that's yep. how you're going to beat Izzy, and that's not what we have with Alex Pereira. 
This is the guy that beat him back in the day. This is his Augie Sanchez. And he managed to win three fights in a row. And now he's getting a title shot that he probably doesn't deserve yet. Based on knocking this guy out five years ago. Yes. It's because they have history. And there's, and there's nobody no left. one left. Sean, when they put him in the ring with Sean Strickland, I was nervous. Your storyline's going to get destroyed when Sean Strickland drags this guy to the ground and wins a decision. Your storyline goes to goes to the dust. So uh, that's this. This is it. This is it. We had a storyline. We used it. We turned it into a main event. Thank you for beating Sean Strickland Pereira because we would have lost this one and had to figure something else out. And nobody wants to see Carla in another main event. Good Lord. No, no, they don't. Two thoughts here. Number one, if Pereira was to land something and knock him out, whereabouts do you feel like that could happen? Um, I would put it at a, a Kamar Usman style knockout that we're bored, we're falling asleep, it's the end of the night, it feels like we're listening to the same 14 second song over and over and over and over again, the song that never, bang, and it's over. That's how it would happen. It would be a Kamar Usman and Leon Edwards type of Izzy is putting us to sleep. Or Alex jumps on him early. This isn't a second round. It doesn't happen in the second round, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my thought. It's first, All right. fourth. First or fourth, maybe. But I don't see it. I, I see he, he has to load up to do that. And there's not enough windows. It's what I always say with Cyril Ghan. Adesanya, these guys at the top, they don't leave you enough opportunities to hit them. Like great yeah. pitchers. I, I I very much get the get the sense that's what we're going to be seeing tonight. Israel Adesanya is really really good at MMA. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a kickboxing fight, I'll be honest, I'd take Pereira. <laughs> well, but you it's can not there. It's not. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the co-main event, which. In many other circumstances, could be a main event, but I think the way Carla Esparza won this belt back from Rose, the fact that Wei Li, uh, boy, you know, I love this woman. This, 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 she's such a great fighter. 20 in a row, loses twice to Rose, and, and, and sandwiched around those two losses to Rose are two. Absolute. The the two fights with Joanna Jacek were, man, they they should take both of those fights and just go put them in the Hall of Fame somewhere. That that's okay. that's what you got here, and and I'm pulling. I want Wiley to win this fight, and not because I want to see her fight Rose for a third time, <laughs> but I'm sure that's where this whole thing would obviously be heading. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think. What? What just happened? Oh, that's weird. Right, I'm not gone. Uh, I think winning this thing by knockout. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I take the right? next step here with the. Yeah, your feed's a little little touchy. Um, but I'd take the next step here and say that Carla is uh has held up women's MMA, held up women's fighting. She has done a disservice. Um, she is so boring and so not energetic. That you go through that list, Thug Rose and Tisha Torres and Zhang and all these other girls you would actually want to watch fight. Rodriguez, even Watterson, Grasso, Tatiana Suarez. Can you name a fighter less interesting and to watch than Carla Esparza? She's hurting the sport. She's literally hurting the sport. And I don't know what kind of brain fart Thug Rose had in that fight because that's not who who she is she just kind of fought carla's fight and we all got a front row seat to uh to how she wants to win every fight way lee's not gonna let her do that at minus 350 i love zhang here she pushes the pace she gets the pressure on her and esparza loses to a better fighter i think all these girls are better than carla I think Rose goes in there with that 100-punch-around John Ruiz, Ray Oliveira mentality. She gets it done. Seven, eight times out of ten. Yeah. Thank you. Get Pat Barry out of your corner. Pat Barry sucks. <laughs> He's stupid. Well, and not, not for nothing, we've seen over and over and over again that when they reach a certain level, it can't be the husband, the dad, the mom in the corner. You act different. There was a there was a Ricky Hatton fight where the punch missed and the elbow caught him and cut him and knocked him over and the ref started giving him an account and his dad jumped in the ring. You know, if that's not his father, maybe he's like, oh, well, I don't want to get the fight stopped. So I don't know if dad wanted the fight stopped or what, but it's just like uh, um, um, Diego Corrales, Floyd Mayweather's a great one. Yeah. Where dad threw the towel in and got him out of there. And he threw the towel back at him. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> this is where we wanted him. I'd have to go 12 more rounds and get knocked down five times, five more times by this guy to get back to this spot where we wanted to be. This was the plan. Um, Yeah, so get him out of your corner, Rose. And don't take a, yeah, yeah, it's not. That's interestingly, <laughs> that's interesting Thank enough, you. too. I did not even know that about Angela, yeah. uh, who, who man, if somebody else was in that corner, you see, Angela Hill needs to do about two more things per fight uh, to be one of the top fighters in the world. So yeah, if yeah. that if her next trainer's four percent better than her husband, she's <laughs> she's only lost two fights. <laughs> All right. By the way, dude, this card is pretty stacked here. Um, do you, do you have a particular fight of the night? There's a whole bunch of them. I I know the one I'm I'm most interested in is Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler. I think that's gonna Thank be you. that's gonna probably be the fight of the night. If I had to guess, I was hoping you picked that one. I was hoping you picked that one. Um, I've got this guy is an all action fighter. It's a boxing match. His name is Stevie Spark. He's good, not great. Montana Love is good, headed to great. Um, 
I'm not positive Montana Love wins the fight, and at minus 900, I'm staying away from it. Round robin the underdog if you're going to. But it should be a great, great boxing match. Stevie Spark and Montana Love is my fight. Also on this card, Frankie Edgar still going at it. He's He's got one against Chris Gutierrez. And Dan Hooker, who I just found out that you know Michael Chandler didn't want to fight him. Did you know that? No. Michael, they when they were like, you're going to fight Dan Hooker in your UFC debut, he was like, wait, really? Dan Hooker? Can't st- he wanted somebody a little bit easier to make his try. I just watched this yesterday. Um, I was a little surprised by it, but I mean, because especially the way he dominated him. But uh, yeah, he did not want to fight Dan Hooker in his first fight. He thought that yeah. was um, a little unfair. So, but yeah, this card tonight is an absolute banger. Let's make these folks some money. What do you got cooking with this? I think I got a picture. Is there a picture that went along with this? Yeah, absolutely. There it is. $15 wins you hunting and five. So you can't see down the bottom there. Uh, If you move that puncher's chance. There you go. Molly McCann. So Eric Blanchfield. Yeah, she's kind of a striker. I see McCann getting in on her, taking her down, roughing her up, and winning a unanimous decision at plus 310. I also like Gomez Suarez. Go ahead and throw Wally Zhang on this. If you're feeling froggy, pushes it up to 15 for 150. That's that's plus 1,000 for Juarez, McCann, and Zhang. I like all three, but parlay these two and be sure you put Molly McCann on a couple of your uh, round-robin parlays for underdogs like I tell you about because I love that one. Yeah, that is a good stuff right there. All right. So... Is a big night of fights. Great card in the UFC. Jared's got you all laid out to make some money. And now, Jared, if if you would help people get the heads right, why don't you break them off with that? Finding scrub scraps. Um, I have been incensed with the number of people who say, I don't know when I ask them what they want to do. That's okay at 12, at 14. But uh, I say you own the whole world. What do you want to do? The world is yours. You go where you want. You do what you want. You take what you want. Everything is yours. What do you want to do? What do you want to do if you just owned everything and can do whatever you want? I talked to a guy who said he went from doing what his mom told him to do to doing what his wife told him to do and had no idea what he would be doing if those people stopped asking him to do stuff. Your time here is finite. It is going to end. You are going to be in the dirt and no longer have energy going out of you. Your sweat, your blood, your tears, your shit, piss, and cum is going out of you and landing on the earth, your breath, your air that you're pushing back and forth into the world. You won't do that forever, but where do you want it to go? Your words, your sweat, your energy. While you get to decide the place where it goes, where do you want it to go? What do you want to be building? I was seven years old when I decided what I wanted to do. I didn't know it was going to be a boxing club, but I knew the the result of my work. And I'm there. And you can get there. Just take the steps to that place. But I don't know. 
I'm just going to breathe and sweat and bleed and cry and then go into the dirt and worms are going to eat me and I'll go back into the earth. Right back to where I came, ashes to ashes, dust to dust and do nothing except for the stuff I have to do. And that's the problem. You've got a teacher, you've got a coach, you've got a police officer or a CO, you've got a warden or a parent telling you what to do and where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to be doing. And you do those things so often that you don't have any time for yourself. And when you finally do, you Netflix and you play on your phone and you social media and you eat the cookie and you go to bed and you wake up the next morning and you go to work. And that's not what your life is supposed to be. The first step in having the life that you want is taking the steps between where you are and where you want to be. So finding out where you want to be, finding your dream, finding your goal, your sweat, your tears, your blood, your air, your energy is going to pump out into this world until your time runs out and your heart stops beating. Where do you want to put it? The answer shouldn't be, I don't know, 80% of the time. Spend some time with yourself today and get some direction when I say, What's your plan? People tell me what they do for work. And it's frustrating. Have desire. Have a goal. And put the energy in the air and the stuff you're going to contribute to this world anyways. And you're just dumping where everybody else wants you to dump it. Find your scrub scraps and drive toward it because you are running out of time. Thank you. Throwing jabs, always full sand. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest. Top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10. The overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round. Bells ringing. Counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs